Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And then we want to get right to meteorologist Jamie Travers with a first look at that forecast for us. Jamie, not feeling too bad out there at it's all not, right now. No, it really isn't. You know, temperatures are a little bit milder, and that trend continues into this afternoon. So this weekend, above normal. We'll take the mild weather. I think we will. Um, yeah, especially if we had a few pretty cold days uh, earlier in the week. And, of course, Halloween, that was pretty frigid out there. At least it was the first big snap of cold weather of the season. Now, what we have this weekend though, not having to worry about that. The 60s both days, mid 60s today, the upper 60s for your Sunday. Sunday might even be a little bit warmer than today. A lot of clouds around today, mostly dry, maybe a few spot sprinkles into this evening and the first part of tonight. And then we'll see clearing and more sunshine again for your Sunday also. So probably the pick day of the weekend leaning towards Sunday, but today's not bad either. Next week will be mild. We have a few days in the 70s, even the mid to potentially upper 70s. So well above normal into next week, but we could have a few spot showers. Rain chances though, it seems to be trending drier and drier. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes, Laura. All right, Jamie, thanks. We'll see you back there for that breaking overnight. Police are investigating a deadly shooting near downtown St. Louis. It happened just after three this morning. Two men were shot on Francis Street just off MLK Drive, about a mile north from the Fox Theater. One man was shot in the head and has died from his injuries. The other man was shot in the arm and seems to be doing okay this morning. Homicide detectives are investigating. Of course, if you have any information and would like to remain anonymous, you're asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-866-371-TIPS. Terrifying moments for a couple in North St. Louis. They woke up to a man pointing a gun at them. The home invasion happened on San Francisco Avenue in the Penrose neighborhood. Police say the victims were asleep at 1 a.m. Friday when they woke up to a 37-year-old suspect standing over them. The homeowner was able to grab his own gun and kill the suspect. Police are now saying he was the woman's ex-boyfriend. Neighbors tell us the whole thing has left them shaken up and concerned for their safety. You always gonna be on extra alert. You know, it makes you, and then if you're not prepared, it makes you wanna be prepared, things like that. So you always gotta be ready, so you ain't gotta get ready. There you have it there. Police, though, calling this shooting justified, citing self-defense. Homicide detectives have taken over this investigation, saying they'll thoroughly look into the circumstances of everything about this home invasion. No, before you go, we've got a major closure to tell you about in downtown St. Louis this weekend. The affected area is going to include both east and westbound lanes of Interstate 44, as well as north and southbound lanes of Interstate 55. This closure will stretch from the Poplar Street Bridge to 7th and Park, and it all started around 11 last night. The Terminal Railroad Association is performing maintenance on the railroad bridge that spans over the interstate. MoDOT will also be doing some work during these closures. 
trains, um, taking care of some graffiti that needs to be taken care of, uh, doing sweeping and major item pickup on the roadway. We're really taking care of as much as we can while we've got the lanes closed. Detours are marked and drivers will mostly be rerouted onto Broadway, Shoto, 4th and Tucker. All lanes and ramps are expected to reopen around 4 this afternoon. We're following a developing story that's sending shockwaves through the East St. Louis Housing Authority. It has led to the dismissal of the interim executive director amid allegations of inappropriate spending involving hundreds of thousands of dollars. Law enforcement is now looking into this situation. Investigator Elliot Davis sits down with the official who blew the whistle on this, and that's this morning's You Paid For It. The East St. Louis Housing Authority Commission, with a lot on its plate at this meeting, the officials terminated the Interim Housing Authority Executive Director, Jacqueline Powell. The head of the Housing Authority Board, Shante Mueller, recommended she be fired, saying she had discovered Powell gave contracts to fix up housing units to people who should not have received them. Shante talked to me today about the alleged irregularities. Three companies that's never done business with the East St. Louis Housing Authority were awarded these contracts more than $206,000. Awarded these contracts by whom? By the interim executive director. And what's wrong with that? Well, we have knowledge that these people are related and that is against HUD's policy. You cannot award contracts uh, to family members um, if you have a proven authority. The contracts were for repair work here at the John DeShields housing project. Contractors are paid to go into wrecked units and fix them up for occupancy. Mueller says the contracts were padded with unnecessary work like custom countertops and deluxe flooring that cost extra. One company whose owner Shanti identified as Powell's brother-in-law got several contracts between $9,100 and $9,900. Change orders were added to each one one of them as high as $6,000, bringing the total repairs for just one apartment to $15,550. Chantel prepared the list of three suspected relatives of Jacqueline Powell with work totaling $84,000. She believes they got a lot more than that. Chantel says one document listing a questionable bidder requesting $55,000 had Jacqueline Powell's name at the bottom okaying the deal. We shouldn't be spending money to get custom countertops, um, luxury vinyl plank, wood flooring. Uh, we have people that need to be removed out of units with infestation. I did reach former Housing Authority Interim Director Jacqueline Powell by phone today. She said, it is false. It is not what happened. Further saying, I want to explain what happened. It's not true. It's just not. That's false and made up. Jacqueline Powell had agreed to do a Zoom interview with me today, but backed out. She later sent this text saying, I know the media likes to shed negative light on East St. Louis because of the foolishness. This is just a distraction plot. This is not true. I promise you, we will talk soon. But Shante Mueller says she also found herself in hot water with city leaders over this deal. I was told that, you know, I should not report anything and uh, I should resign if I didn't accept this misappropriation of funds. I spoke with HUD um, and, and informed of everything that was going on. She says the East St. Louis City Council voted to fire her too. 
and says others threatened trouble if she didn't drop the allegations against interim director Powell. Shantae says she was threatened with reprisals and she says sure enough that's exactly what happened. She says right after she was dismissed from the Housing Authority Board, her husband, who had been East St. Louis's assistant police chief, was dismissed from his job on the department after 32 years. He was told to come to the office and allegedly stated that he was being removed because of what his wife is doing. Shantae got her job back for now because the council didn't follow proper procedures. Her husband is still out of a job. Still, Shantae says she reported all she knew to HUD and to law enforcement. So the FBI is involved? Yes. Apparently, East St. Louis City officials have not given up on trying to get Shantae off the Housing Authority Board of Commissioners. The council has set a meeting for November 16th to try again. Of course, I'll let you know the results. After all, you paid for it. A heads up to voters in Ward 5, precincts 14 and 18. If you plan on casting an absentee ballot for the upcoming November 7th special election, you can vote absentee in person today. You can head over to the Board of Election Commissioners, which is located at 300 North Tucker between 9 this morning and 1 this afternoon. But here's the deal. If you were thinking of mailing in your absentee ballot application, the deadline for that was actually on October 25th, so time is up to mail it in. This is for the Gardenside Subdivision Special Business District Special Election. Monday is your last opportunity to vote absentee in person. Tuesday, of course, is Election Day. If you live in that district, you will be deciding whether to renew and continue a tax on all real property in the district for the tax years 2023 through 2027. Don't forget to bring your photo ID. You will need that in order to vote. A food drive to honor a fallen St. Louis County police officer continues this morning. Officer Blake Snyder was killed in the line of duty in 2016, and yesterday would have been his birthday. The nonprofit group Mustache, Mustache March for PD is collecting canned goods and non-perishable items. You can drop food off at Alton Physical Therapy located on College Avenue in Alton from 9 until noon today. Fox 2 and News 11 want to honor the remarkable women in our community. And we are looking for leaders who are making a difference day in and day out and working to improve the lives of those around them. Their story could be told on the power of two. One finalist will receive $1,000 to the charity of her choice and a chance to win $10,000 for that charity, plus a VIP trip to Hollywood to celebrate with remarkable women across the country. Nominations will be accepted till midnight on November 30th. To nominate someone, just go to the contest page of fox2now.com. The Black Rep is partnering with Grand Center Arts Academy to present the nationwide reading of Enough. Enough features six 10-minute plays written by teenagers that address the issue of gun violence. The plays are being performed in more than 50 communities across the country on the same night. Enough is being performed here in St. Louis on Monday at Grand Center Arts Academy. The play begins at 6 p.m. and everyone is invited to attend. There is no charge for admission. 
The First Ladies of St. Louis are hosting the third annual Health Equity Seminar. This event is being held this morning from 9 until 1.30 at Greater Grace Church located at 3690 Pershall Road in Ferguson. There will be free flu vaccines and free screenings for all kinds of cancer, including breast cancer and prostate cancer. There will also be free mammograms and incredible giveaways, including Schnooks gift cards. This is some good news I think we can all welcome here this weekend. We're going to be getting an extra hour of sleep this weekend as daylight saving time ends at 2 a.m. So remember to fall back. Time's going to go back an hour. The St. Louis Fire Department's also going to be installing about a thousand smoke alarms this weekend, all in conjunction with this time change. The alarms are provided by the American Red Cross and they are part of a national sound the alarm campaign effort to install free smoke alarms in homes, help families create escape plans and make homes safer by providing the early warning of a working smoke alarm. So important to do that. It's just kind of your six month reminder when our time changes twice in a year to, yeah. to go ahead and do that. And I'm going to be out talking with some firefighters today about why this is such an important reminder. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and uh, for our selfish reasons, this is a much better time change for our for our reasons. This makes me like working weekend mornings. <laughs> this know. one day of the year. I know, I know, because <laughs> in the spring, that one's brutal. Yes. Yes. I mean, we shoot for like, what, four or five hours of sleep a night. When you lose one of those, uh -huh. whew, makes a difference. But uh, we do have that extra hour fall back, but that also means that sunset changes from 558 today to 4 57 tomorrow. So everything shifts up an hour. So the next seven days though, we are going to be feeling pretty comfortable out there. Temperatures in the sixties and seventies uh, for the week, for the weekend, in the 60s, upper 60s, but then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we could see some days in the even mid 70s. And we are going to have a front come through later on in the week, not bringing very good rain chances, maybe a few here or there, a few spotty showers, a few sprinkles, but it will bring cooler temperatures closer to normal back to our area for late in your next work week. Here is a look from the boathouse at Forest Park showing some clouds overhead. Now today we are going to have more cloud cover than sunshine. So clouds mix in with a little sunshine here or there overall, though calling it mostly cloudy today. 56 degrees, that dew point is at 40. Northwest winds at three miles per hour. We have 45 from Oscar Mills, 42 at Litchfield, 47 at St. Charles, 51 at Scott Air Force Base, and 55 in Sparta. So not too terrible out there. Don't really have to worry about that wind chill. We don't calculate that when temperatures are above 50s and those winds are on the light side. View from space showing some cloud cover. Uh, what you see on the map, they're likely not making it to the ground. But yes, cloud cover will be with us for much of the day. Futurecast actually picking up on a, on uh, the trend where a lot of the, or some of our northern counties not seeing as much cloud cover right now. But I do think those clouds are going to shift a little bit back further toward the north. By this afternoon and evening, probably more of an overcast type sky and a few spot sprinkles. A lot of the rain won't make it to the ground, but a few spot sprinkles. Will. Then overnight we'll have gradual clearing. We'll have to watch out for some patchy fog developing tomorrow, mainly in our river valley. So we'll watch out for that 
Not everyone sees that fog. It could develop though. Temperatures dipping down into the 40s and then for tomorrow we should see sunshine. If we do have any of that fog that should mix out around sunrise and then sunshine takes you through your day on Sunday. Temperatures climbing to the mid to upper 60s, close to 70 degrees in some spots for tomorrow afternoon. But then of course that sun sets an hour earlier so those temperatures start to fall off earlier also. But above normal will be the trend here through the uh, weekend and into your next week. So that will be nice after that blast of colder air we had earlier in the week. 66 for today. Late day sprinkles that wind shift from the southwest to the northwest later on. Tomorrow, thanks to sunshine, might be a little bit warmer after 45 degrees tonight. Got ahead of myself there. Uh, so 68 tomorrow. Monday, 76, 72 on Tuesday, 76 again on Wednesday. We are watching for spotty rain chances Tuesday and Wednesday. No major signal. A lot of us will get through probably most of the week completely dry. I know we still need some rain, but that looks to be our best shot at this point, Laura. Okay, Jamie, thank you. Fox 2 lost a family member this week, and if you've been a longtime viewer, you'll remember him well. Journalist Don Johnson grew up in St. Louis and brought decades of experience in both life and storytelling. Fox 2's Patrick Clark spoke with his friends and family. A one-of-a-kind and a longtime fixture on Channel 2. St. Louis television viewers know the name Don Johnson. The familiar face seen on KTVI behind the anchor desk and in the field during the 1980s, 90s, and 2000s. The longtime broadcaster died Wednesday, surrounded by family. Dad lived an amazing life, um, and he loved St. Louis, and he loved St. Louis broadcasting, and, you know, he had such a profound impact, I feel like, on broadcasters here, and he cared so much about all of them, particularly cared about the black broadcasters and establishing a legacy there. But there was always, in addition to uh, constructive criticism, there was always, coming from him, this sense of advocate. He seemed to be the one you could always count on if you had an issue or a problem in the newsroom. Johnson was a graduate of Beaumont High School and later Webster University. He came to KTVI Channel 2 in 1978, spending years covering City Hall. Don and I worked together on the Spirits of St. Louis radio broadcast for the second and last season of the team in St. Louis, the 1975-76 season. So we did all the home games together. We became very good friends. He was more than just a respected professional. He was a good person, which is what matters most, and a good friend to so many of us. The larger-than-life fixture in many St. Louis homes loved talking politics and baseball and always advocating for others. Johnson had been dealing with pancreatic cancer. He was 76 years old. We just, you know, we tried to care for him and, you know, his his final, his final months. He and my mom, who had been married for 54 years, just came back from a trip to Alaska together. And um, he, he was able to walk me down the aisle, you know, gratefully, so grateful for that last month. Patrick Clark, Fox 2 News.